The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this poorly made podcast reflect the opinions of the guest and host. They don't reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this poorly made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, lighten the fuck up. Enjoy. Now, Crown Vic. Oh, hey there. Welcome to another very poorly made edition of the Poorly Made Police Podcast. I'm your host, Hawkeye. I hope you guys are having a good night. Right off the bat, I need to apologize that this episode's like, I don't know, hour and a half, two hours late. I hope nobody's sitting by their computer or whatever they listen to this in angst because I'm running a little late. I apologize. It's been a long, long day. Drove to town, quote unquote, to get my old lady a new car and we didn't come back with a new car, but we spent lots of other money, so that's fun. Enough about me. Let's talk about our sponsor, which uh, it's pretty cool that I've got to you know, give shout-outs to all kinds of different police businesses, whether it's here on the, pay- on the podcast or on the page. This one's a little bit different. I got a little story to tell. This is this guy's poorly made bio. He's a cop out in San Diego, small-time streamer looking to expand his side hustle. He plays all sorts of first-person shooters on his stream, and he usually fucks around with some other hilarious people, other cops. A follow is all he's looking for, even if you don't watch the stream. But that'd be cool, too. There's a donation button on his page if you want to support, and you can chat with him and make suggestions or recommendations for any games or topics you want to see or discuss. No political discussions and very much a cool vibe to play in the background while you do whatever. His link is www.twitch.tv slash relentless mind so it's relentless underscore mind 702 so different kind of dude to support but again you know i know lots of people are into the twitch stuff so there's a new new dude to go over there and check out and support him so finally some good news in the poorly made weight loss challenge last uh, episode i was up and now oh fuck i don't remember maybe i came down a little bit but now I am definitely down, um, let's see what the total is here, a total of 8.3 pounds, which is, again, I'd like to be more, but I I feel like I finally actually hit a stride with this thing, so hopefully more good news. Let me know, I'm actually, I'm going to put a poll on this podcast if you guys think the uh, weight loss thing is annoying or not. For me, it's it's good peer pressure because I don't want to report that I'm gaining weight to millions of people. But I also don't want to annoy the fuck out of you. I've been thinking about doing it maybe just on one episode of the week. So if you're on Spotify, there'll be a little poll about that. Or you can just leave a suggestion. Um, other things. Let's see. We got our uh, patch wall. It's coming along nicely. Uh, I got a brand new one we got to fill up. So if you want you got a patch or coins or any of that cool shit and you want to donate and help make my little sex dungeon here pretty cool, uh, slide in my dims or send me an email. Now, the other thing we need to hit because the episode we have today is with a uh, gal that does CSI stuff and she's fucking cool you guys will like the episode but we uh had kind of a short time so I, I wanted to make sure I got through everything with her so the winner of the t-shirt contest we got to do right now all right so here's our nomination first of all you're the shit and I love your content thanks buddy I want to nominate my partner to win some free shit overall he's an amazing dude and always has your back he's been my partner ever since I've been solo and I trust him with my life tonight we had a call of a welfare check where a guy was having a mental health crisis turns out this guy was a verified gang member 
and he actually asked my partner to ride with him in an ambulance to get checked out because he didn't trust the EMS guy. My partner is a great dude, and he can talk to about anyone as and has great interpersonal skills. Anyway, keep doing what you're doing, and thank you for what you do. You are welcome, buddy. And uh, thanks for nominating your partner, dude. He's going to get some free shit, so I just sent him an email. So, All right, now, normally at this point, we would have a band, um, but I am super fucking lazy, and I'm tired, and I'm not in a good mood. So, fuck you guys. No band today. So, momentarily, I will have... Venus Envy, a CSI, and she will answer all your CSI questions. Real quick before you get into the podcast, when I recorded this, and I'm too dumb to figure out how to edit it, the uh, sponsor of the podcast is Restless Mind, not Relentless Mind. I'm an idiot. So go check that dude out. It's Restless Mind. So it's twitch.tv restless underscore mind 702. Poorly made, huh? And now the moment most of you have been waiting for, I have Venus Envy, who you are a crime scene investigator, correct? Correct. Sorry, I couldn't help it. Oh, Lord. Here, it's going to go. You might have a couple more of those. I'm just just a fair warning. (laughs) (laughs) So how are you tonight? I'm uh, I'm not going to say live in the dream. I'm doing freaking fantastic. Good for you. Yeah, I'm glad you avoided the the catchphrase. You have anything to drink tonight? Uh no. I uh I got a little black rifle mocha though. I found it in the can. It's pretty damn good. I'm looking forward to those guys being around more often cuz where I live now, you can't really find it in the stores and I think they're going to expand, so that's pretty cool. I'll probably buy some of their stock when it comes public. It's super tasty. I found it at like Circle K and, uh, you know, I, I have to say that I'm victim to the bang, but their coffee stuff is shit. Oh, it's so bad. There was one I tried that was pretty good. I can't remember which one, but yeah, I'm, I gotta fucking stop drinking bangs, but they're so tasty. They are. My favorite happens to be the cotton candy or the green apple. Oh, you got the watermelons the way to go. Oh yeah. I haven't tried that one yet. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The watermelon is like what brought me back to it because I can't stop drinking it. I've got real quick. I've got my my beer. I've got to try. It's from Back Pocket Brewing and it's called Hawktoberfest. It's made in Iowa. So I'm terrified. We'll see. I don't know what this is going to be all about. Hopefully it doesn't taste like Lugies. That's all it makes me think of on that name. It's good. It's really good, actually. Fantastic. And then, of course, I got some whiskey and Coke in my other hand fancy so let's talk about being a csi i cannot do that every single time i say csi yeah i'd say it never gets old but it totally does no it never gets old (laughs) so how long have you been in the the crime scene investigation game game 20 20 years 20 years that's fucking despite my youthful appearance 20 years so did you start pretty young then i did i grew up in the department um i was just you know barely 23 uh when i joined the game i um 
I actually started as a DO. I was in detention um, for a while and did some other stuff because I couldn't afford college. So I let the government pay for it. And uh, here I am. Okay. What inspired you to get into being a CSI? Um, I kind of always wanted to do that, you know, or do that or be a doctor. And I didn't have the money to be a doctor. So I just play one on TV now. Oh, you play one on TV? Yeah. Did you stay at a Holiday Inn last night too? <laughs> I did stay at a Holiday Inn last night. I, uh, I just, I find the, the human body like super interesting and all the things that are super gross about it, I find like fascinating. So uh, I think it, it gets, I get to incorporate a little bit of I, what I wanted to do in my career with what I ended up doing in my career. So, so all right. Yeah. The human body thing. Are you one of those weird people that are into like watching the videos when people get like their pimples popped? <laughs> you are. Okay. I am. Oh. oh my god. I well, to a degree. To a degree. There's some stuff it's like, come on now, that's a bit much. But I like watching when they have like the fat deposits and stuff and they slice it open and they take it out and it's like a jellyfish <laughs> under something. Like that's that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh hard no yeah i don't think so that's yeah <laughs> that's bad stuff was that your phone buzzing it was it was thanks for I, doing uh, my podcast sorry it's okay. <laughs> i i trade inappropriate memes like all night long with my girlfriends so i hope they're my memes sometimes at least <laughs> um actually a good portion of the time they probably are yeah, it, it warms my little black heart to know that I'm so important to so many people. Nice. So the human body, I think a lot of, like for me, I said in another podcast, what kind of prevented me to getting into law enforcement was I didn't, I don't like dead people and they don't bug me now, but I'm not like excited to go to a dead body call. Like, like my dad, he fucking thinks that shit's cool. I think you just have to be that kind of person that's into that kind of shit. There's a person for everything. I guess. Right. And so I find it interesting. Do I want to go in 120 degrees to a decomp? Like, no, but at the same time to see what the body does is super cool. No, it's not. <laughs> so I, I guess let's start with some technical questions. Now I, I didn't even say what state you're from or anything like that. So I know a lot of that stuff is kind of dependent department to department. So like you mentioned, like just going to your random DOA, our CSI wouldn't go out on those a lot of the time. Sometimes they would, but if it was like nothing suspicious, they'd just let the corner handle that. I suppose that just from place to place. Well, yeah, we're, um, we're a medical examiner state. We're out here in Arizona. And um, so we're a medical examiner state. And the only people who can pronounce are a doctor or a cop. So someone has to be called for the most part unless they're in a hospital or hospice environment and if they get called we get called pretty much so I can go to a, a lady who's 120 years old and her doctor is going to sign the death certificate and I go anyway just to piss people off and document stuff I guess um, I don't really see the value in that but we do it anyway by policy so but um, a majority of our stuff is medical examiner stuff and but it's any not necessarily even a question death, just a um, unattended death. 
And then of course we do, you know, the homicide, suicides, all that kind of stuff. But we do everything in our unit from burglary to homicide. So we're fingerprinting, we're photographing, like we're doing all this stuff. Wait a second. Did you say that cops can make pronounced field pronouncements? Yep. Shut up. Yep. The state of Arizona, two people can do it. And one's a doctor and one's a cop. So if the EMTs get on scene, all they do is they call the doctor and they read them the vitals and then the doctor pronounces. But if we get there and they're cold, they're in Riger, they're missing her head, whatever, then the uh, the cop can just pronounce and we call off everybody. Holy shit. That's crazy. Yeah, because uh, where I was from, unless maybe my department did things weird, like I've been on scenes where like fucking rigor is set in and they're fucking hooking up shit. I mean, they, I'd almost felt like if we found a skeleton, they would fucking hook up the EKG to and call a doctor to pronounce. Oh, that's totally the joke. That's why we're like, don't even let fire in because they get paid per lead. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, they can be melting into the carpet and they're still going to hook them up. <laughs> that is fucking incredible. So that's sure. fucking nuts that cops can pronounce. That's I I would be I got to start asking people that that come on the podcast because I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah, it's, totally. And it saves us a lot of times because, you know, the evidence eradication team comes in and kicks knives out and fucks up evidence and cuts through the bullet holes and they don't even care. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's that's it. That's really cool. That's I like learning different things about, you know, the country. Everybody says, well, being a cop is being a cop. And I think the job itself is the same, but then you add in all these other like little nuances and it's that I find interesting. I don't find pimple popping interesting, but I find this interesting. (laughs) So, and we have a lot of questions coming up from uh, Facebook and Instagram. And I got to warn you, a lot of them are semen related. Um, (laughs) I have a lot of answers in that category. So (laughs) good. I was a little curious though, before we got into the questions, because I mean, I think anything I'm going to ask is probably going to be in those questions, but has the anti-police defund the police movement affected your unit at all? It has, you know, well, so we're, we're all civilians and a majority in Arizona are actually going to be civilian staff, but we're uniformed. You know, we drive a marked car, we wear a uniform, you know, we have full duty belt. We just don't carry a gun. Um, but I mean, who, what regular lay person notices that, you know, oh, so don't. all they see is the uniform and they're like, fuck you pig or whatever they yell out the window at me when I'm trying to just get a drink in the morning. You know what I mean? So, um, but we generally, my jurisdiction has a really supportive community. So we, I don't think we've gotten it as bad. I mean, during the time of the riots and stuff, like we had a good amount of stuff going on um, in our city and like our mall got overrun and everything was really fucked up. But for the most part, we've had a, a pretty good time, but, you know, just like when everyone else, you know, it, when it rains, it pours and they don't see anything different because you're in a marked car and you're in a uniform, just the same. So that's why I like my people dead. <laughs> it makes it much easier. <laughs> it, it does make it much If they talk back, somebody better be shooting it. So when you, yeah, right. So when you, uh, <laughs> when you say marked car, like, do you guys have like the big SUVs that hold a bunch of shit or do you guys actually have cars? We have vans and SUVs. Okay. So right now I have like a, I don't know, 2008, 
eight like ugly ford van um yeah, but we have sense. we have we have some of those european uglier things and uh but when when i was on um patrol when i first started i'll have you know that i had one of the last awesome crown vicks and it was my favorite fucking thing to drive whoa you were on patrol yeah when i first started they have um they have a thing called a police aid Okay. And uh, and that's how I first started. It I think it's the best way to go. Like if you have that in your department to learn how to do any other function in the police department, I I thought it was the greatest thing. I mean, it's a pain in the ass and it's a heck of a lot of work. Um, but it was the greatest thing ever because you really you learn the city, you learn how to write a kick-ass report. Because like you, I mean, I am like super like anal about reports, and I I really. I find like you don't want to go to court and have someone think you're a, a mope. You know, you want to know how to write a good report, say what you need to say clearly and, you know, just all those things. And I think being a police aide really taught you how to do that. And they take a, a, a lot of shit like they do most of the wrecks, most of the after the fact reporting, like our cops get to go out there and play, you know, and do what do the the policing they need to do and not take a lot of that you know, after the fact shit, you know? Yeah. I don't know if many places have that anymore. I think some places call it cadets or something like that. And mm -hmm. uh, I can't I, like, or maybe like communities service officers or something. I've heard it a couple other places. My agency didn't have anything like that. We fucking took everything. Cause you mentioned earlier in the podcast, you started as, I thought you said D O, which I thought maybe like a detentions officer. Did I misinterpret? I Nope. I did that too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I totally did that too. Um, I was a detention officer for three years of my life. I'll never get back. After the third <laughs> riot, I'm like, peace out, <laughs> doing something else. And then I went and worked in the private sector for a while and then uh, got back into it. Okay. Now you mentioned, and, and we glossed over it, we got to talk about it. So you said you did have a Crown Vic and it was glorious, correct? Yes, it's still my favorite thing. And I wish that I had like a crime scene Crown Vic and it would be glorious in itself because that thing, it was quick and I just like, it was comfortable. That thing was the best. You just get on uh, Craigslist. You can find one for like two grand. <laughs> and just make my own crime scene vehicle. That would be nice. There you go. Yeah. Now I got too much shit to put in it though. It doesn't have enough storage. So my dad sent me a picture. He got, I guess he has a dude that he works with that has a crown Vic and it's it like, it's a nice looking crown Vic. And he's like, well, it looks pretty decent for a crown Vic. And I was like, I called Ouch. him immediately and I was like, fuck you. Um, <laughs> I lost my whole train of thought. So the whole, the other question I was going to have about like, I assume where you're at, you didn't have to really worry about like the quote unquote, the defunding part of it. No, I mean, our, our our city council would never get rid of us. I mean, there have been some like bullshit things like we're going to allot more energy and money into where this group of people want more enforcement or want more show and tell type of stuff. And so our patrol guys, I think, feel a little bit slighted and I mean, like everywhere else, it's a skeleton crew, man. Everyone's struggling, working a lot of hours. We instituted a patrol on-call system, and they're getting called in like nobody's business, and everyone's just tired, man. I mean, it's like, it's it's brutal on everyone, but I don't, the money's getting shifted around, and it's not where patrol guys want it to be 
but we haven't got it taken away. I don't know if that makes much sense, but no, that does. Well, what I, I guess what I was going to get into was, you know, people talk about defunding the police and I don't think they realize that some of the money that gets taken away, gets taken away from like units like yours or like victim services or all Mm -hmm. kinds of these different auxiliary units that are important. And I mean, I don't know if you can attest to this, but I'm sure a lot of the crime scene investigation shit, it's not cheap, right? Oh, no. And I mean, we have our own lab. And so, you know, they're really, they're having meetings now between command staff to sit down and like, okay, what's important that we get processed? Because, you know, it costs X amount of dollars to run a DNA test or, you know, to have our digital forensics unit come out and collect 25,000 drug dealer cell phones. I mean, what's the most important thing here and what's going to yield the most evidence? And so you are picking and choosing because of budgeting issues. And luckily we haven't lost any people even through attrition. I mean, we've had people leave and stuff and um, we're still keeping our bodies. So that's good. Yeah. I'd be curious other places in the country. Cause I know my department, you know, they got a lot of shit cause guys were getting frustrated that it wouldn't come out. And I think they were just so overrun and so understaffed that they couldn't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so they started teaching patrol people, some of the CSI stuff and then those officers would get fucked with stuff all the time. They'd want to go out and do what they wanted to do, but they end up doing CSI stuff all the time. Our guys are so spoiled that they wouldn't even know how. They don't when they go to academy, they're like, "Oh, you you work for these guys? Never mind." Like they don't even bother teaching them, I don't think anymore. Yeah, the big city guys like to give the small town guys shit, but a lot of the dudes in the smaller agencies, they have to do all that shit. Yeah, because there's, you know, there's no detectives, there's not CSI coming out or any of that stuff. So yeah, for us guys that came from big agencies, it is nice to have that. Although we didn't, (laughs) not the shit on my agency, we just really didn't have that much anymore, unless it was a big, big crime. So Mm -hmm. and we have everything, we have a lot of property crimes, because we have more expensive shit to steal. (laughs) So do you guys get a lot of like the, the copper stuff and all that? Oh, yeah. I'm the frigging catalytic converters right now. I want to just find someone and punch them in the throat just on principle. Like, I'm tired of that. Yeah. Dude, we couldn't even get CSI to come out on, like, B&Es, man. It was, it was bad. Yeah, we do everything, even if there's nothing to do. Because that's, like, one of my biggest pet peeves is, like, you bust your ass, you're really busy, and you get out there, and they're like, well, there's probably nothing you can do here, but... And I'm like, you fucking say that, and I'm going to murder you. Yeah, I tried to be... I would only call if I thought there was going to be something like if it was just taking pictures, I can take fucking pictures. Right. Um, if I thought there was something worthy of to collect, I would. But uh, that's I, I'm sure that's something we can talk about in uh, in some of the questions that will come up here. And honestly, let's just fucking do that. So we're going to start with Facebook, which I neglect sometimes, but I'm, I'm here for them today. Do um, people still have Facebook? Apparently. I don't know. I. <laughs> It's so weird. I started out on Facebook, uh, poorly made did in like a year or two in. I, I went to Instagram and I do both still, but uh, Facebook's definitely dying. That's for sure. Okay. So this guy wants to know, is it true that there is a place in a man's head that if you shoot it, it will blow up? <laughs> that it'll blow up, like just combust and put just, brains everywhere? Like Yeah. Just, I guess it depends on the size of the bullet. I don't <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think if you had a 50 cal, it would probably do the trick. Yeah, but sometimes 
if you get it in the right spot, it'll completely hemispherically split the head and you'll get perfect cross-section of brains on each side of the floor. So it really depends. Dude, gunshot wounds are so fucking weird sometimes. It's like all about the angles and shit. Totally. Yeah. And it depends. Like, how close are you holding it? How much pressure is built up? Like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know the answer to that. It all depends. There's a lot of factors. There's factors involved. Yeah. I We had one where, like, a fat guy got shot. It was, like, right in the abdomen, but he really didn't – it didn't affect him at all because of the, the angle it went in. It basically, like, wrapped around his whole body into the fat. And so it never got like anywhere close to like any organs. And I always thought after that, maybe I should be fat because it's like, (laughs) it's basically free body armor. We had a serial killer uh, at one point and we thought that this gal got stabbed until they found the wadding in her abdomen. So totally, totally valid. (laughs) She didn't bleed or anything. Yeah. That's pretty intense. Yeah. (laughs) So here we go. Here's a, um, a good question. I don't even know if I should ask you this because somebody's going to hear it and they're going to be like, oh, that's a great idea. But Uh (laughs) what is your ideal place to hide a body? Hmm. Ideal place to hide a body. I just started watching Breaking Bad and I'm only like a couple episodes in, but I saw the one where they- Oh, that's a great show. I'm struggling with it because they're hour long episodes and I have like very short spurts where I can watch. I'm like trying to get into it. And it sucks because like I know some of the stuff that happens it's hard to watch, you know what I mean? But I think once it gets going, it'll be better, but it's good. But the scene where they're fucking, you know, the bathtub falls down and the guts everywhere. That was pretty awesome. I don't know. I think that anywhere out in the Arizona desert is a good place because I mean, we have such vast areas of nothing, you know, that it's almost perfect. Hmm. But do you get, do you have to go full acid bath or just dump the body? Oh, no. I mean, things decompose so quickly around here pretty much any time of year because it's always hot and dry. So if something gets down all the way to like bones, is there anything you can do as far as I mean, you could probably still determine the cause of death, right? Maybe depending. Depending. And you can still possibly get mitochondrial DNA and you can still examine the bones and tell like male or female and generally what race yeah so i mean there's information to be had but uh geez i don't know what the answer to the the best way would be there's a lot of good ways Um, good ways (laughs) yeah maybe we shouldn't give that information out (laughs) um public service announcement yeah i've you know i've driven through the desert before and you know arizona and utah and stuff and i you know you look out of the road and you're like Okay, I understand there's fences out here, but there's got to be places out there where like no human being has ever been. Oh, totally. And I always wonder, like, we'll drive down the road and I'm like, I wonder how many bodies are out there. And I think that's just an occupational hazard. (laughs) Here's the first semen related question. (laughs) Okay. In terms of gallons, what's the largest amount of semen you've collected at one crime scene? And how many total gallons in your career? (laughs) At one crime scene, I have never taken anywhere close to a gallon of semen. (laughs) Do you you think you've gotten a gallon in your whole career, though? No, I don't think I have. I think I would I would struggle to suffice to say a cup. I mean, because you figure you're taking swabs at a time. So So you don't collect all the semen. You just collect 
some of the semen. Well, plus normally when I get there, it's all dry and crunchy, right? So I mean, it's yeah. not like I'm I'm suctioning up liquid jizz, <laughs> like that's. Not... <laughs> yeah, I mean, anybody that has a member knows that it gets pretty crunchy pretty quick. I'm just saying, <laughs> just saying. Anyway, and we may get more similar questions to this, but worst way you've witnessed patrol ruin evidence prior to your arrival okay <laughs> just a couple weeks back we had someone actually training a rookie in the worst possible way that i could ever imagine because there one of us wasn't available right away and this was a commercial berg and they had them take pink sticky notes and put them everywhere that someone touched or may have touched or anything that we might find interesting. So there were sticky notes on every single thing in this business. Like things like they open this box, like number one, I don't care. But number two, why the hell would you put a sticky note on it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was the, probably the worst thing I've ever seen because this place was just plastered with sticky notes. Where did... <sighs> How does that happen? And, and the fact that he's teaching someone such a thing. <laughs> it was always awkward for me. Wait for CSI and then give them like a whole tour of like all this stuff. I don't know why I always just felt so awkward doing it because I felt like a dick because, you know, I hate not doing my own work, but I didn't know how. So I was like, here's all this stuff you got to do. I always felt bad. But let's have an educational moment on this show for cops and the. Uh, the people that watch CSI. All right. Uh, it took all of my strength not to hit that button. But <laughs> what are some things that you can fingerprint? Like, what can you actually fingerprint? Because there's a lot of things you cannot fingerprint. What can you fingerprint? We can fingerprint things that are smooth or have any kind of like sheen surface on them or... I don't know. I think it's easier to say things that I can't. So okay, do it. So things like brushed metals, things that have like a super matte finish, things that are porous. Like they'll be like, here's this wooden dresser. Yeah, okay, but it doesn't have lacquer on it. It's like, why do you put pledge on your kitchen table? Right. So you can condition your wood and it all soaks in there and it conditions your wood well, well same thing happens when the oil on your hands touches that table like it absorbs in and it's not like does, it leaves fantastic fingerprints does anybody leave, use pledge anymore though uh, i don't know my parents did i remember like pledge and all that like that lemon wood cleaner they always used and it was really i don't i don't know i don't do it but maybe i have some dollar store like orange wood i don't know i'm a cheap ass so i some some orange wood thing that i use i don't know Sorry, I, that was totally unrelated. So what else can you not fingerprint? <laughs> Fabric, um, the dirty ass underside of cars where people steal a catalytic converter. If And if they took something, guess what? I can't print what's not there because they took it away. It, people just, there's a lack of common sense, I think, out there. And that's why, like, we always tell people, like, if you think it might be a moronic thing to request on, like, call me on the phone and ask, and then I'll tell you it's dumb. And then you can save yourself the trip. What do you, wait, people have phones that you can call them ahead of time and you don't have to send them out 30 minutes to look? That's weird. Who, who would have thought? This guy's question is, 
Why didn't you all fingerprint the thing the complainant won? They've seen it on the shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to fingerprint this and take a pube and we're going to have this settled in 45 minutes. Right. Okay, so I had a coworker uh, many moons ago and this guy was uh, getting his car fingerprinted or something and the the RP was standing over him, just kind of watching him. And he's like, how about here? How about here? How about here? And he oh, says, no. sir, sir, what do you do for a living? And he says, I'm a doctor. He said, well, I don't purport to know how to be a doctor. <laughs> so I would things that I wish I could say for a hundred. Yeah. But, I've uh... <laughs> never really watched any of those shows and my wife, I don't remember which one my wife watched and I watched one episode of it and I could not do it. I was like, this is, terrible and the, like the acting was terrible and the policing information was terrible like and i was like get your fucking finger out of the fucking trigger you dick <laughs> you know and it's like uh god it was just i've honestly off. never watched an episode of any of those shows okay but you know what i'm referencing when every time that i hit the button right i yes i do okay. i do 100 <laughs> i feel like jim rome used to do this on his show all the time when he used to be funny um what csi moment in a tv show made you laugh the the most but you've never watched it right i have never watched it no so i don't know I mean... i'm so sorry it happened a bunch more times um i watch sometimes like you know when when it used to be okay to put cops on the air uh i used to watch that show and it's like the what not to do but uh i don't know i don't know oh my god when i what was that? What was the cop show that wasn't the cop show and is on A&E? Oh, Live PD. Oh, I watched that here. This is how dumb I was. We'd eat lunch at work and, you know, on patrol and we go sit in the conference room and sometimes we would watch, you know, it's usually like whatever dumb movie was on Comedy Central, but sometimes Live PD was on and I'd watch it and critique it. And it always made me fucking scream at the TV like, watch his hands. What the fuck are you doing? Control him, you know? So I, yeah. I imagine it's like the same thing for you guys. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. And so the final Facebook question for those that are still on Facebook, the metaverse or whatever the fuck it's called now. Uh, what about some stories about what the hose draggers fucked up? You got any good hose dragger stories? Uh, the question is, what don't they fuck up? <laughs> um, we've had homicides. Like I said, they've taken the knives out of people's bodies and kicked them over and they leave bloody footprints everywhere. I don't have any good, like in particular stories, but. Oh, but the memes are maybe. true that they fuck up crime <laughs> scenes, correct? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. But sometimes they're, uh, they're reluctant to even go into them and they need to put on like a full hazmat suit. And we're looking at them like, what the hell are you doing, dude? They got to be safe. Okay. <laughs> they do they gotta they gotta stand by and make sure that we can make it safe and then and then head on in yeah although to be fair um to be fair to be fair <laughs> to be fair 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 yeah, that was a little extreme. I can only do one of those an episode because it's like 15 <laughs> seconds long. But um, I don't even remember what we were talking about. What were we talking about? 
Hose draggers. Hose draggers. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even know what I was going to say about them. I just wanted to click the, to be fair, to be honest with you. <laughs> they don't want their mustaches to get tarnished, so. No, no, no they got to be safe. It's, it's okay. No, I actually have a legitimate question for you here. Okay. So this guy works out in, uh, well, he just says, where I work, if a major incident occurs at night, like a shooting, crime scene will make patrol hold the scene until daylight hours before they do their whole process. Is that normal? Wait, so, okay, say that again. To to hold the scene until they're finished processing or holding the scene hold for until them daylight. to arrive? Hold oh. on, hold till no. daylight. Not unless it's a fire. It's a fire. It's a fire. Fire. <laughs> um, um, yeah, because obviously, I mean, you need light and everything's black and a fire, but um, normal scenes, I mean, we have an on-call rotation. So if there's a major crime, we're getting called out. But if it's a stupid property crime or something, we're like, yeah, we come on at 5 a.m. So we hold it till the morning. But they don't have to like stick around. So my agent, I think this is just kind of a depends where it is, because my place, my agency, they would come out at night and then they'd say, all right, we want to wait till daylight just to make sure we didn't miss anything like a shooting scene outside or something. And so then they would wait till daylight and then they, you know, do their thing for a couple hours. So they, they would hold it pretty frequently. No, I mean, we have a lot of good gear. I mean, we have, um, these you guys things have called flashlights. We have, we have flashlights government issued too. Wow. Um, we have, uh, these big marshmallow like gas, lamp things and we have we can even we on several occasions have even called the hose draggers and they bring out the light truck and they'll light it up for us and they don't care so um yeah we always have things at our disposal we don't usually if it's a major crime we just go out and do it yeah i i think it honestly depends on the agency mine it was your if you had a shooting at night is getting held till the morning for sure like no doubt about it yeah no we have the capability and we have the staff I guess. So <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> so my next question or their next question is, has anyone ever made a joke and then put the sunglasses on? Yeah! Sorry. That was uh, that was actually this question was the reason I downloaded that because I was like, oh, this is I got an idea. No. However, um, I have used that in the making of videos for our unit, kind of playing off the joke, even though I don't really know. Like, I, I've seen the intro to the show, so I know, you know, but um, no. And what, what, they need what do you to mean like throat punched. What do you mean like videos by for your unit? Well, like we have... Um, are they like to try to raise morale so they'll give us like little things like for our forensic division like hey this month we're gonna do you know videos about what your unit does and we'll have a contest who has the coolest video or like we did a halloween door decorating contest and who has the most kick-ass door like we just do all these like little fun things to try to i don't know boost camaraderie i guess but more like we're fighting against people in the lab and showing them that we're cooler than they are. It's fucking embarrassing. It was, I don't know. Maybe I'm being a dick. You know what? I am being a dick. At least they're trying to make it fun. I don't know. 
Yeah. And we do stuff all the time and, and we do stuff as a unit in our office and we friggin' eat like nobody's business. So there's always a potluck or some big giant bowl of candy or, you know, Dutch brothers or pizza. We always got tons of shit all over the place. Okay. So let's talk about Dutch bros. Cause that was a big thing in Colorado before I left and in the middle of the cornfield I'm at now, they don't have those. That's, Dutch bro, that's what, unfortunate. What's, your, what's your thought on Dutch bros? Is it better than Starbucks? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like Starbucks because of the wokeness, but I, I got to have my pumpkin spice cold brew, man. I, oh, I you basic bitch. I am one of the most basic bitches <laughs> you'll ever meet. No, you know, and they have uh, a lack of sugar-free options at Starbucks. So I, I don't tend to go there, although their egg bites in the morning are delicious. They're oh. sous vide egg bites. The uh, spinach and feta wrap at Starbucks is fucking really good too. Okay, that is really good too. I appreciate that, but I haven't had a carb since October. Oh, are you doing the keto thing? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how's that, uh, how's that working for you? Because 95 pounds, brother. Holy shit, good for you. Um, yeah. I've tried keto before, and, and those that listen, I've on my weight loss struggle bus right now, but I've tried keto before, and you know, I get the whole keto flu thing, but I did it once for like three or four months. And initially I dropped like 10 pounds, like really quick. And then after that, nothing. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I see it. You can't eat an apple on that diet. And I'm like, that's, that's weird. So I try to do like a, I'm right now I'm trying to do like a modified keto thing where I don't add dirty carbs. So to speak, like I'll eat like apples and oranges and bananas and shit. I got to say no to the cookies, which is hard because I love cookies. And it doesn't help that you have at least two beers a week, right? For each each podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's the problem. I'm really struggling with the alcohol thing because I'm like, if I really want to lose weight, I need to stop drinking, but I have so much booze that I got to drink. So maybe when I get through it all, I'll, I'll go clean, but I don't know. I'll tell you a little secret. Some vodka with a packet of crystal light is the jam. Cause you can make it any flavor you want. It's good stuff. See, yeah, I've heard vodka is the way to go. Well, I've got, I got, I'm almost done with my Hawkeye whiskey and then I, yeah, I got a lot more alcohol to drink, but maybe, maybe that'll be like the thing is that'll be maybe about two or three months when I'm done with all my alcohol, then I can switch to vodka and that'll be like that. Maybe I'll be like, what's the word when you're stuck? Um, I don't know words, but anyway, stall, stall. no, not yeah. stall. There's another word, a better word on a diet. What's the word when you're stuck plateaued, Plateau. maybe it'll be plateaued and then you know, acts in the carbs and the alcohol help. I don't know. My problem is water. You got to drink the water. You got to stay hydrated because your muscle needs to rebuild, especially if you're working out and going running and stuff, drink that water because your muscles need to repair somehow and you'll hold on to it. And so if you gain, that's why. So I've been, that's been a big thing for me the last couple of days is drinking water. Cause I, I'm not, I don't know. I just don't drink water. I always drink like a bang or coffee or I don't either. I hate water. It's hard. Yeah, it's nasty, but I have like a big two liter that was actually Mountain Dew and I fill that with water every day and I'm like, I got to drink this two liter every day and so far so good. So you're a better man than me because I can't do it still. I got to mix it with something. Yeah, that's some of that stuff gives me headaches. though. Is the problem like because I, I had like an orange drip thing I used to put in it and it was good, but it fucking I felt like it was giving me headaches at the end of the day, which is noons are good. Is that how you say it? Noon and you, you and. Oh, I don't know. I'll have to check that one out. I'll have yeah. to check that one out. They're good. All right. 
enough about water and weight loss but <laughs> congratulations that's fucking that's badass i'm proud of you if i had a hand clap thing i would play it but i don't all mine are negative oh here, here's a positive one here's for losing 95 pounds <laughs> fantastic thank you all right appreciate it yep okay this guy oh here this is a good question so let's just say you go to the range and uh you may or may not pick up your um, brass and then drop it randomly throughout a shooting area. How much <laughs> of a pain in the ass would that be? Uh, that would be a super pain in the ass, but that would be funny. <laughs> I'll tell you that we've had several um, suicides at the range and that's not a good time. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> at like a public range. Yeah. Really? Yeah, so that's so that's not fun. Yeah, P- people kill themselves at public ranges. Yep. Wow. Yep, it's happened several times. So that's not that's not fun because <laughs> you got you got everyone's brass, and then you're like, okay, so they aimed it this way, and how many you know random shots are lodged in the walls? And oh yeah, that's fucked up, <laughs> man. Yeah, there was a indoor range kind of close to my beat, and we never had a suicide there that I can remember. Lucky. Yeah, fuck yeah. I didn't even know that was a fucking thing. That's a thing. Yeah. I used to get mad at them when like, well, you know, they're doing a gun background check and then somebody has like a warrant for like, I don't know, like an open container from like 1995 and they're calling <laughs> like fucks. Um, we don't get that a lot. This guy wants to know a little bit about the evidence room. Do you have anything to do with that or not? No, we just store it and then it, it disappears. We have a... But- we have a huge like warehouse thing. So I, I know about the evidence stuff and I uh, participate in the destruction of evidence sometimes. Is that smoking the Chiba? <laughs> That's a thing anymore. No, actually we've been destroying so much weed and like bongs and pipes and all that shit because nothing's going anywhere anymore. So all of that stuff is getting dispoed out and going away. Does it feel good just to fucking step on a pipe? Oh, man, I got a hammer, and it's like being paid to be in a rage room. No, you got to step on it. You got to step on it like a true cop. (laughs) Yeah, you can't have this, but I'm not going to charge you. The only ones that will do that are like the the ones that look like crack pipes, like the the true like decorative blown glass. Those things are like way too thick. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, crack pipes. You got to do it with crack pipes. Not pipes yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite type of crime scene to go to and why? Mine is fire, um, arson, and bombs. That's my specialty. And uh, and I always dig a fire. Like, anytime I smell a campfire, I get nostalgic. I'm like, hmm, fire. I like what seeing what fire does and, you know, the way that, smoke moves through ventilation patterns and pore patterns and what it does to the body and all kinds of stuff. I'm, I love working that kind of stuff. Okay. So that's interesting. You bring that up because my, my old agency, the fire department had um, fire investigators and they would do that. And the police department really didn't have much to do with fires at all. Okay. So talking about budgeting, that's one of our things that got cut. So we had arson detectives that went out with fire department investigators. And then I would go too, um, because I'm the only one that's certified in fire investigations. And now I'm really the only one certified in fire investigations in the PD side. 
Um, but uh, now it's just the fire department going out and we hardly go out anymore. I kind of miss it. You know, no one calls me for fires and they just let the fire department handle it, which is kind of how it should be. But at the same time, the criminal aspect, like none of our fire guys are sworn, you know, so it's kind of a double edged sword. But I do miss doing fires now that they've kind of disbanded that unit. That sucks. Yeah, fire. I don't know much about it, but I've talked to those guys before and it is really interesting. You know, they can take you back really quickly and say, oh, yeah, this is where the fire started and this is the pattern. And, you know, mm -hmm. me walking through, I'm just like, oh, it's all burnt to a crisp. This is cool. <laughs> no, I, the hardest thing and the most challenging thing, and we don't have it a lot out here, but, well, I guess we do, but we don't investigate it in the city. Um, but wildland fires, like that's super interesting, seeing how the plants react and like finding those patterns. I can't even imagine how someone investigating like a million acres burned is going to find exactly where it started, but they do. And I think that's friggin' amazing. Yeah, that is crazy. The next question is what's the most ridiculous way someone's contaminated a crime scene. Do you have something a little bit different besides the, uh, the sticky note dude, or is that probably the worst? Yeah, that's probably the worst that I can think of. I mean, they do it in ridiculous ways, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I really, I, I can't think of anything. I mean, we try to pound it into their heads, you know, when they're um, rookies, we actually have them ride along and we tell them what not to do, you know, and, and try to school them a little so they don't do stupid stuff, but every once in a while something gets through the cracks. Well, that's good. You guys do that. I think that's, I wish more agencies, especially a big agencies that have all these different units would do that. Like our agency started doing, they have them spend a day with the traffic guys, the guys that just take wrecks all day. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That really helps them out taking wrecks because a lot of us weren't like super great at it. And so that, I think that's good exposure. And I think even, are you speeding right now? Some jackhole outside. No, jackhole. somebody measuring their wiener against someone else. It's 5.15 inches. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I can't believe that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So anyway, give your balls a tug, you tit fucker. I've been waiting. Okay, can I can one. I just tell you that I have a story talking about um, the size of wieners that I saw my first micro wiener the other day. Okay, let's hear, I, let's hear about it. I love micro wieners. <laughs> let's rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a a, a pedo the other day and one of his, I had to photograph his distinguishing features. He had like some, some freckles or something on his ween, but it was like that hangover too, you know, when they're, you see Mr. Chow's yeah. spider, spider bush under the, <laughs> and I was like, dude, where the fuck is it? And I had to say, and God, this is on, this is recorded on camera somewhere. Cause it was in the interview room. I had to say, sir, can you please pull out your shaft? Oh my god! <laughs> and then I had to take like art shots of it. It was fucking amazing. Oh Time god. in my life that I'll just revere forever. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> where I was, but there was this dude with no pants walking around, and I was just like, "Bro, where is it? <laughs> like, wh wh where, where is he? Um, that's when I need to get that the Batman thing. Um, yeah, poor fella." Um, yeah. So the next question, and maybe that was it, is uh, what's the most disgusting thing that you've seen? Uh, yeah, it's, it's disgusting things are 
freaking hoarders, man. And then when they're hoarders and you know that they've been doing stuff with kids or like all that, God, it's just people are filthy motherfuckers. Yeah, the hoarding thing drives me nuts. That happened to get gross. someone who's 400 pounds out of a snail trail of a house when they died in there with their 25 dogs. And it's just, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, and it I is. feel better about my own kitchen when I get home. <laughs> and especially now that I'm, I'm fucking Mr. Mom, I like lose my shit when there's like anything on the floor or like dishes are stacked up. But then I remember some of the houses I used to go into and I'm like, all right, I'm still like a couple days away from getting my kids taken away. So <laughs> only if you give them the chili. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, Boomers reference Mr. Mom a lot because it happened in the 80s and we love that fucking movie. Michael Keaton's a gem. Michael Keaton is a gem and he was the best Batman fucking fight me. <laughs> I I would agree with that. I I would fucking agree with that. And I would even suffice to say that Jack Nicholson was a better Joker. Sorry, Heath Ledger fans. Sorry. I don't I don't know about that. He was a good no. Joker. I I need to go through and watch that new trilogy again and and just see if it kind of holds up because at the time, holy fuck, right? Um, you know, I'm sorry to tell you that I'm not one of those girls, man. I friggin' hate the like the new shit and the new fucking Star Wars and the new like give me a break, you know. No, I, the new I Star Wars can't the do new, it. The new Star Wars is bad. I I've grown to appreciate like the prequels that came out in like the nineties and early two thousands are better than I thought they were. They're still not the original trilogy. It's really weird listening to kids that grew up at that age saying like, oh, yeah, we watched those and then we watched the original trilogy and we think the original trilogy sucks. That's fucking blows uh, my mind. Ludicrous. Ludicrous Ooh, speed. Bitch, get out the way. Um, <laughs> that's all I got. The new Star Wars, the, the sequels, quote unquote, fucking why? Why they fucking ruin Luke like that? I mean, there's some redeeming stuff in those movies, but they're they're bad overall yeah. very bad i can't do it honestly like i i haven't even yeah i don't even waste my time with it i just watch like naked and afraid and life below zero and like i swear one day i'm going on naked and afraid i'm gonna i'm gonna kill something and set it on fire and eat it i'll totally do that yeah i would only watch that show if there was full nudity but they blur everything out right so it's no fun <laughs> well it is a uh, prime time television so. bullshit See, that, that's how they fucking trick people. You get some dude, you're like, oh, cool, naked people? And then you turn, oh, come on, they're just cooking animals. This is bullshit. <laughs> oh, man. It's fucking embarrassing! All right. Now, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> What's your most overlooked piece of evidence? Mm, by us or by cops? Let's go by cops. Um, they'll say there's no signs of fourth century. And then we look and we're like, oh, you mean like right here? And they'll be like, oh, <laughs> I'd so say that happens more often than not. You know, like they just get lax, you know, um, by us. I'd say it's probably footwear because we don't want to see it because it takes 25 fucking years to collect. And we're always like, oh, footwear. I didn't see any footwear. So what do you mean by that? Like footprints are actually taken dude's shoe. Yeah, footprints uh, on stuff, you know, and you you like really got to look and like, okay, well, 
is this really evidence or can I get away with it's in like a public area? You know, like, is this really something or is it not? And it's our worst thing that we hate to do. I mean, we do it, but I think in general, I think it's probably the most overlooked thing because you're not like you do a car or a house burglar. You're not necessarily, unless it's a door kick, you're not necessarily looking for it. Yeah. But I think it's, it's probably there you know, everyone in their wood or tile and, you know, you really look and it's probably there. Footprints in Colorado snow was kind of interesting. I've had a few cases where like I followed the footprints somewhere for like ever. And it, like, I think one dude we caught with footprints. Yeah. Footprints can be overlooked, but I could see how those could be a total fucking pain in the ass. And Um, out of all the footprints we've ever taken and I've taken a shit ton in my career, Never have we solved the case using footwear ever in no. the history of our lab ever. But there could be that one time. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not going to be my one time. It'll be somebody else's one time. But So I just wanted to give a pro tip to all the cops out there. Speaking of like overlooking things. If you take a burglary, don't assume that they're gone. You may want to clear the business because um, it looks really bad if, on video camera when the detectives are looking at it that the suspects are still in the business while you're doing your investigation and they're or when your crime scene person opens up a door and there they are oh do you got a story about that um we have a gal who was processing a a commercial burglary and opened up the uh the roof hatch and he was hiding in one of the ducks on the roof and she just fucking started crying (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm like <laughs> use your radio man <laughs> oh my God. okay but what i have my own kind of story about about the but um so i was going to a dv and uh domestic violence for all you non-police people um so i was going to take pick i pull up and i can't find a cop anywhere and i kind of i don't know which house they're at so i pull up kind of it's it's like on a corner so i'm facing a wall and up pops this guy holding a pomeranian and it's the fucking suspect he took off after assaulting his boyfriend and he was hiding and he was hiding behind this like mini wall and so he pops up and he starts walking towards me and i'm like okay well he's just a dude with a pomeranian so like do i call for you know, like back up or just like, hold on, dude. And, you know, like, do I make a bigger thing out of this? Do I say like 907, which is like our emergency backup? Cause I don't have, if he wants to surrender himself to me, I'm not prepared for that. If he wants to fight me, I'm not really prepared for that either. So what is it that I actually do here? And I'm just like, Hey, uh, I think your dude's over here with his dog. Can you just come get him? <laughs> so, nice. <laughs> his attack Pomeranian. They can be dangerous. <laughs> Here's another semen-related question. Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, is there a semen database is the first question. And then the next question is, <laughs> does every crime scene have semen all over it? <laughs> okay, well, semen is DNA. So, yes, I think technically there is a semen database, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, so, uh, and I would also say that 
every crime scene probably does have semen, but it's probably not relevant to your case, but it's probably there. I don't even want to know how much <laughs> semen is down here in my sex dungeon. So <laughs> I was going to, okay, here's a special treat to anybody listening to the podcast. Cause I was actually, I was going to do a video of when the dungeon's a little more complete. And so the other day I'm down here and uh, there's not like truly a ceiling, but there's some wood panels up and I look up and there's fucking porno mags from the seventies up there, like seventies <laughs> playboy. So God knows how long these pornos have been up here, but yeah, I'm kind of scared to touch anything anymore, to be honest with you. <laughs> the pages are stuck together. Not yet. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Okay. So we learned a lot about semen. I'm sure there's more semen questions. Um, so the question here is how often do street constables, which I'm assuming this guy is British, but how often do cops fuck up scenes so bad that it can fuck up a case? Um, not that often. No, everything's recoverable. I think for the most part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to throw out a pro tip. Um, cause I've seen some rookies do weird shit, especially like handling guns or whatever. Wear fucking gloves. Okay, and not your black search gloves, like legit gloves without 25 suspects' DNA on them. Yeah. Yeah, and here's the thing. is like, obviously, you're taking a gun off somebody. Okay, you got to do it. You got to do it. But if you have time, put your fucking gloves on. After the scene's all clear, put your fucking gloves on. Any evidence that you're handling, wear fucking gloves, you goon. Well, and how many people are deconning their search gloves? Yeah. You know, not a lot of people because your leather gloves, you know, you're not cleaning those at the end of the night. You're putting them in your fucking pocket and then you're pulling them out and you're putting them in your other pocket the next night. And nah. Did anybody else use mechanics gloves? I found those were great and they weren't that expensive. Maybe not the best protection, but you could, you know, you can manipulate them okay and had some protection throwing it out I there like those things because you can you can kind of feel stuff at, i don't know that that's the right term to oh wait 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 <laughs> it doesn't mess up my sensitivity <laughs> that's what she said exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right um so the question here is is it actually like tv shows actually they put is it actually like tv shows poorly made question <laughs> tv but shoes I, I don't think it's tv shoes i think it shows is it actually shoes <laughs> shoes have you did you see that video back in the day shoes let's get some shoes shoes, shoes. yes that was fucking no. great no yes you have you haven't <laughs> no. seen that oh it's that that fucking is like one of the early viral videos it's so funny i don't know, I'll have to look it up or you have to send it to me shoes um <laughs> is it actually like tv shoes and movies make it out to be not in the slightest so what you're saying is you can't grab a pube and have coffee and make a few jokes and then have the case solved in 45 minutes? Oh, the rest is true. Just the 45 minutes isn't true. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the sense of time is fucking warped for people. And I don't know, people, you know, have this ridiculous expectation of what cops are going to come out and collect. If for they instance, start that, I always, I'm kind of a smart ass and I always say, oh yeah, 30 minutes minus commercials and I'll have that for you. Yeah, I always I had a whole speech before we even got going. I said, hey, I called CSI out, but I just want to let you guys know this isn't like the TV shows. 
you know, it, we're not going to have this solved right away. They may not be able to collect anything. You know, Prince depends on this, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think people are too afraid to say that. I think they're too afraid to hurt someone's feelings now than tell them what to legitimately rationally expect out of a crime scene. I, I had think good luck. I had pretty good luck with that. I can remember one where the dude was just ridiculous. Like his car got broken into and he wanted all the shit. And I'm like, dude, your windows are open all night. It's fucking contaminated. Like, and, and maybe, and that was what I was told. Maybe I was wrong, but I was told basically if the windows are open, there, there's not a ton you can do depending, you know, especially if they're wearing gloves. True yeah, or not true? Absolutely true. Well, even we get called for doors that are unlocked. Okay, how do you open your door? The same way they open their door. You know, road grime and disgusting shit is under your door handles. Mm -hmm. We're not getting anything from under your door handles unless you're using your thumb, like one of those old school, like GMC doors where you have to push the button. Oh, that I'm is fucking getting, old school. I had one of those. I'm not getting shit off your door handles. Again, instead of police departments doing TikToks and fucking challenges, why don't they put that information out to the public? Like, hey, CSI comes out. They're not going to fucking, you know, here's what to actually expect. Mm -hmm. And we uh, do a lot of community engagement, too. I mean, we I do way more presentations than I'd like to ever do in my life. But I have another one next week. It's fun for the whole family. Um, but uh, we we try to to give them a kind of a dose of reality and like this is what we actually do versus this is what people think we do. So I think that works pretty well in our community, but still they, you know, a lot of people do have unrealistic expectations because of what they hear and see on television. So this podcast would not be this podcast without somebody sending in a urban dictionary related question. Oh fuck. <laughs> okay. So the question is, is have you ever done a, quote, crime scene investigation, unquote, urban dictionary definition? Do you know what that is? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to, like, open up the urban dictionary and pick one? Is that? No, I, there's only one definition, and I have it pulled up, and I'll read it. Oh, um, Lord. Okay. And actually, this would be probably something a dude would do. So a crime scene investigation is the act of rummaging around in a female's trash for evidence that she's on her period. Oh, why would you do that? Just fucking ask her. Gross. Dudes, I don't know why you would do that. I, why would you even fucking ask? I think you can, if you're fucking not an idiot, you can probably tell. I'm just saying. And if she's not into Red Wings, she's going to tell you tonight's not the night, homie. You know, we could really divulge off the fucking rails and talk about red wings but we're not going to do that <laughs> it's fucking disgusting <laughs> um another semen semen related question <laughs> I mean, that's the name of the, no i'm not going to name the podcast red wings <laughs> another uh, crime scene cleanup <laughs> yeah oh, jesus christ oh man I remember that was like a thing in high school where dudes were like, hey, man, I got my Red Wings. <laughs> Gross. What? Um, here's another semen question. Is there really not semen everywhere or did the super bad lie to me? <laughs> no, there's semen everywhere. Everywhere. There's semen. Every, everywhere. Everywhere. Okay. So this is a good question. What's the most accurate? Oh, no, you don't know because you don't watch the shows because they were going to ask what's the most accurate tv show that kind of shows what you guys do new detectives is that a thing is that still on i don't that even fucking know on? what that is yeah new detectives 
or like forensic files oh, I like no the idea. legit like documentary ones okay like first 48 and shit or that's something yeah that's like... yeah 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 okay. well first 48 they don't really show a lot of the crime scene part but every once in a while they do is there what's the worst part of your job mm. if you can say that without getting in trouble kids oh yeah that's dealing that's with you know and here's the thing and you know i think i told you this like off you know outside of the podcast it's like we're not at the cool cops table and we're not having lunch with this the nerdy stem kids we're somewhere in the middle right so no one really gives us the the clout that you know you go in and as a cop and you find a dead guy and then you step outside and you guard the scene you know you find someone's baby's drowned or they've been smothered or whatever i'm spending 10 hours holding a dead baby taking pictures of it looking at every injury like nobody gives a fuck about us i mean to be completely frank we are disincluded and i realize like a lot of us aren't sworn um, myself included but they don't give a shit about that i mean they try to you know give you all this wellness you know whatever but it's for the most part lip service but uh you know we're disincluded we're specifically disincluded from things like uh first ticks they specifically say on their website not included or crime scene people dude like, that's I think fucking that's bullshit shit. that's dog shit it is. It is. You know, because I just think like, yeah, I'm not sworn. Yeah, I don't I don't uh, have a gun and I don't have the um, I don't want to say opportunity because that's the wrong word. Like, I don't have to protect myself with a weapon. I don't have to protect someone else or, or uh, deescalate a scene like all those things. But can I still be shot at? Sure. Am I still in a marked car? Sure. Do I still have to be around all these traumatic events for actually probably longer than a cop does? absolutely and still like we're kind of like the bastard kids of every police department so that's that's difficult because you know people think that we just you know eat lunch and move on and go to the next thing and that it doesn't affect us but it does i mean i'm i've done it for 20 years i'm fucking burnt dude like i got eight years to go because we're on a civilian point system so it kills me every time i look at that calendar and say oh man 2030 <laughs> you know it's hard I'm glad you spoke up and said something. And I, I hope the guys on bigger departments listening to this, they hear it and they understand it and fucking be cool to your CSI people, man. It's a fucking tough job. Well, and here's the point too. I mean, we're, we're the experts, right? We get on the stand and we get vordired and we get Daubert and fried and all that stuff. And uh, a cop doesn't. So don't call me to a crime scene and then tell me what I need to do. I know what I fucking need to do. You know, like, don't, don't think that, you know, better than someone Well, I take your suggestion. And if you think this part was affected or is relevant to my investigation, sure. But I know what I'm doing, man. You know, we do it every day, several times a day. So it's just, it's tough. That sucks to hear. And, and like I said, on the last podcast, just stop being an asshole. And I, I think cops, and I would see it too, is like I said earlier in the podcast, I, and I'm not trying to fucking toot my horn. I'm just trying to make a point. I always felt weird telling CSI, like, hey, we're places. Here's some places. Because I felt like I was telling them what to do, which I thought I felt like kind of out of place doing. But there's a there's a way to present things without being a dick. Sure. You, you know what I mean? And I think, you know, for you guys, I, I'm sure like when, I don't know. I don't want to like point fingers. But I mean, I've seen that dude that 
you know, whoever, whatever unit comes on and they're not sworn and they kind of talk down to them, mm-hmm. don't fucking be that guy. You know, and you don't need to write a paragraph in CAD about what you think I need to do. Cause then I read that and I just fume, you know, like I'm, I'm cussing at my computer, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Pro tip. Anything in CAD, anybody can see. Just saying, be careful with yep. that. Let's we're having an educational moment here on this really shitty podcast. So hopefully this, uh, somebody hears this and they fucking spread the word and they treat their CSI people right. Hey, you're thousands of people listening. Well, millions, we'll get... millions, <laughs> Mil- billions, billions with a B. <laughs> Yes. I guess we just talked about kids, but what's the worst thing you've ever seen? Uh, all of 2008. Man, when the economy took a shit and people started killing their whole families, it was the worst thing I ever saw in my life. People were offing their babies, their kids, their wives. It was fucked up. And it's stuff that you never forget in your whole life, walking into a room with, you know, two babies and their diaper charts and shit and you know, not to give anyone else my PTSD, but it's fucked up. And 2008 was a rough time. And that was the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, I've never been to a scene like that. So I, I've been fortunate. I've never had to go to a terrible scene like that. And, you know, and I have kids and that's, fuck, that's, I always try to take those kind of calls. Like if they're, if I'm working with somebody else and we're usually by ourselves, but if something big, something fucked up, like that comes out, you know, more than one of us will go, but I try to take primary for people with kids. Cause I know that that's gotta be rough. Cause I just have step kids and they're fucking useless adults. So <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I can't imagine, you know, having little kids, especially ones of a similar age to a scene that you go in, like, that's messed up and I don't want anyone to have to deal with that. So I'll bear the brunt and a good partner will, I mean, as long as they can cope with it or whatever, but yeah, it's messed up. Yeah. I, the, I probably the worst thing I ever can remember and I frequently get is I had like a, a nine-year-old that died and it was like, it was natural causes and all that. But you know, my kids were all that same age and that was just like seeing her lifeless body on the bed. Like I couldn't fucking handle that. And it, I mean, it was, I mean, it, you know, nothing traumatic. It was, you know, kind of an expected thing. Mm-hmm. And, well, again, it doesn't harp- make it any less traumatic. No, it, it doesn't, but it just, you know, to harp on these other things that, you know, I hope people just don't fucking understand on the outside is that shit fucking affects you, man. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it, oh, being a cop's not that hard and you're, you know, and I know you're CSI, but you know, it's, you know, it's like being yeah. a pizza driver. It's much more dangerous to be a pizza driver. Yeah, pizza driver. Okay. okay, sure. Pizza driver isn't going to fucking see stabbed babies and isn't seeing dead, right? And isn't seeing people hung and all this fucking crazy shit. And well, you- and I'll tell you too that like we're not covered under the we have the Craig Tiger Act here, you know, that helps you with substance abuse and helps you with mental health and crime scene aren't covered under that. We're not covered under um all of the uh, the stuff for fire and cancer. We're not covered under any of that. We're not covered under sworn, um, confidentiality. If we talk in a debrief setting, we're not covered under confidentiality. So there's a lot of things that we have to think about too, when we're trying to think about how we react to scenes and how we get help too, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're speaking up and and bring in some of these issues where hopefully somebody hears it and at least does something for somebody um happy thoughts happy thoughts i'm a lost soul 
I'm too far gone. Dude, uh, (laughs) I couldn't even imagine, man. Like I, you know, I have things that fuck with me, but I could not even fucking imagine the things you've seen because here's the thing as a beat cop, like, yeah, you're going to see fucked up shit for sure. But like CSI, like fucked up shit after fucked up shit after fucked up shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, some, some nights we go body to body to body and that's what we do all night long. What's the grossest scene you've ever processed? Hmm. Ow. It's gotta be hoarders. Yeah. Yeah. Hoarders are friggin' nasty. And then I had this guy who, uh, he had these, he thought brainwaves were going to get him or something or RF frequencies or some shit. And he had these like contraptions that you can buy that are super expensive. Like on the internet, we looked them up. They're called like Q wave defenders and they're supposed to like block RF. And he had them like everywhere in his house. It was the weirdest thing ever. Plus he was a hoarder and there was like horse flies in this house it was oh god it was nasty yeah yeah and when they're like already liquefied and so you get like it's even soaking through your booties good times good times um this question is have you ever wanted to take a black light to your chief's office no i don't that's there's some things you just don't want to know no no Uh -uh. (laughs) i wouldn't want it even probably in my office or any other office in the department (laughs) no black lights are black lights are brutal i mean you get a fucking mustard stain and you go to like skate city and there's fucking everybody sees your mustard stain you're like that it's a mustard stain (laughs) i swear it's nothing well and that's the thing is it's not all jizz everything glows (laughs) could be anything i think i've taken more than an hour so we're gonna end here Okay. What is this is a good place to end. What is the weirdest thing you found on a scene? Weirdest. Got <laughs> it. I might take that out. I thought that was funnier in my head than <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um I don't know. I don't know. We see some weird stuff. Probably the the Q-wave guy. That was weird. And well, you know, you get these like artsy people that have all these like just weird tchotchkes everywhere. And, you know, or they have a lot of like wiener art, you know, people, those artsy people who like naked stuff all over their house. I have a great um, wiener art story, but I can't tell it yet. It's going to have to wait. So okay. I will, there, there is a wiener art story coming. <laughs> we yeah. had a burglary once and every time somebody walked in a room they'd freak the fuck out because it was like a life-size mannequin <laughs> and so every time he turned a corner this fucking thing was still there but it scared you still every single time so everyone who went into the room was like holy shit but uh yeah because art people have weird stuff all over the place oh they do here's a good mannequin story and uh i was a security guard when this happened so this is before did you did you keep her on the back of your motorcycle and she turned to life at night is that no no no, no. (laughs) Um, oh come on mannequin reference no 80s security guard andrew mccarthy no okay oh fucking Um, add your add your cricket sound right here you know i've been waiting for that one all day too (laughs) i i need to maybe organize them um alphabetically because i know i have crickets but i'm like we're Oh, is, no, here's a cricket. There you go. Um, 
but anyway, that often was... happens with my movie references. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> can't pull. <laughs> so I was a security guard at a mall, and there was like a burglary alarm at like a Spencer's or something, and it was going off, and I couldn't really see in there, and you know, like I think the cops got called based on the alarm itself. So the guy goes and clears it. And um, he's in there yelling and yelling and yelling. And he went and cleared it by himself. Because I was like, yeah, I didn't see anybody. And he runs in there and clears it. And he's like yelling in there like, hey, put your hands up. Show me your hands. And like really yelling. And then it gets quiet. And he walks out in like a sweat. And by that time, his partner got there and like, hey, what's up wrong? What's going on? They're like, he's like, I was a mannequin. So he's giving orders to a fucking mannequin in this store. Classic. Classic. Um, well, hey, I appreciate you coming on. I know you kind of had limited time, so I appreciate your time. Do you have no, a word of the, you. Do you have a word of the day for everybody to use? I do. I thought about this and I'm like, what's what's gonna be gross, but not like super gross that like people can use in patrol reports. Okay. So the word is intertrigo. I-N-T-E-R-T-R-I-G-O. And it's when it looks like an injury, but it's the rash that happens in between your fat rolls. That's what she said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's wow. I I really hope somebody can send me something with that because that's fucking funny as shit. If you can, <laughs> I thought that would be amazing myself. <laughs> uh, do you have any words of wisdom for all the millions of people out there that listen to the podcast that you'd like to impart on them? Um, I just want to say like be fucking nice to each other sworn civilian you're all on the same team i know we're not like as cool as y'all and stuff but uh but we're there to help each other and we're there to to catch the fucking bad guys too so uh just be nice to everybody yeah fuck yeah man same team and if you don't understand what another unit does ask why they do it, it ride with them fuck sense. yeah ride with them figure yeah. it out did you what did you just say Figure it out. Ride with them. Figure it out. Fucking figure it out. Fucking figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. Fucking figure it out. Get the finger out of your mouth. Fucking figure it out. Put your thinking toque on. <laughs> all right. Well, Venus Envy, I appreciate all your time today. And uh, to the millions of people that listen to the podcast, if you want to support the podcast, there's a little link at the end of the podcast that says support this podcast. I just got Wait, another did you supporter. give away your shit? Do you have someone cool to give something away to? Did you forget? No, I didn't forget. I just thought we had okay. limited time. I'll just do it in my intro. Okay. You just fucking ruined my chi. I was going at it. <laughs> and I ruined because I fucking like I despise this part when I beg for money. But now Aww. I, I got to do it again. But anyway, I'm going to beg for money. So if you want to support this podcast and keep the uh, candle that I accidentally let left lit on and didn't burn down my house and uh, just fucking uh, click on that link and you can uh, donate some money every month to keep it on and pay for my burned down house. God, that's going to be bad if my house burns down. Oh, yeah. Buy the leggings. Buy the, uh, these aren't my pants leggings. They're, They're really fucking phenomenal. They are super, super poorly made, aren't they? I'm the one person that's ever bought them. I fucking love them. There might be two or three people that ever bought them, I think. All right. Score. Yeah. Yeah. So score. Yeah. Major score. Score. Yeah. Score. Yeah. <laughs> score. We need more Beavis and Butthead in our lives. Life you do. Was simpler. You do. Life was a simpler time with Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, go buy some merch. Uh, it's Christmas time soon. Go buy some nice shit. And of course, I got my uh, Christmas ornaments with my friends K Fonta Design. So check that shit out. 
And of course, support the sponsors of the podcast because without them, I would be having to work a job, normal job, and nobody wants that. So with that said, I uh, love most of you guys and stay safe out there. Bye-bye.